Hello, family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by Andona, and I'm very grateful to have you on the podcast today. I asked her how she'd like to be introduced, and she was like, I don't do labels. We're label-less today. We don't have any labels. I love that. It's spiritual. It's free. It's like there's no container, and that makes it feel like so just expansive, and I love that. And I know that you have an amazing spiritual story within you. Um, Our circles kind of intertwine wine in some sections. And so I'm really excited to kind of hear your journey today. And I'm going to hear it for the first time with everybody else. And so I'm going to turn it right over to you to get started. Thanks so much for your service to the community. Awesome. So thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be present. I'm always excited um, to share my journey because I think um, that's what we all need is for the for everyone to have the openness to share their stories because they're so diverse. And through the sharing of stories, do we have opportunity to connect via the heart space, to see ourselves in those spaces and to expand, to allow our consciousness to expand because it's by way of the heart that we allow ourselves to expand because it's really the logical mind that gets in the way of all those uh, all those things. So I am Andona Sananda Kumara. This is my spiritual name. My actual birth name is Angela Anderson. But I go by the name of Andona Sananda Kumara because it was a name bestowed on me by my guidance. I, I received it from my guidance. I'm a, I am in direct contact um, with my guidance. They sit here and if you notice me nod and all those things, it is because my guides are right in my ear and my body responds automatically, <laughs> for lack of a better word, when they speak. And as they speak to me, my guides speak and my body responds. That's just how it works for me. So it wasn't always that way for me. Um, I have been one who has not historically, I will say, my journey wasn't one of those that began with this lightning strike and boom, there it is. I'm in my um, I'm in my wheelhouse. I'm in my intuitive senses and all those things. I'm in the magic, right? It has been a progressive journey. And it started when I was when I was a little, a very little kid. I would see things like many children do. I was wide open. I would see all types of things. I would see things by my bed. I would see beings, but the beings that I would see while I was small, they were never fully fleshed out. So they would appear as shadows is how I would see them. I would see them as shadow people. And um, I could I didn't have anyone to talk to because I realized at a very young age that I couldn't really express it to my mother. She didn't want to hear it. And for whatever reason, I haven't really figured it out yet, but I never went to my dad. To, to tell him these stories. I never talked to my dad about these things, but I had this understanding that that was something that wasn't really um, accepted in our household. We went to church, like many families do. It was more ritual than, um, than a spiritual, um, how do I want to say it? a spiritual, an internalized spiritual way of being, right? It was more practice. Get up on Sunday morning, get dressed up in your best, Sunday best, show up at church and hear all the stories, but come home and it's like the separation 
of things. So you got church over here, you got home over here, and we do whatever we want at home, right? There's no integration of those aspects within um, the family life other than the ritualized things such as saying grace, saying your prayers before you go to bed and that type of thing, right? But I grew up never having anyone to really talk to, but always knowing in the back of my mind that there was something more to this physical way of being. And so I call my journey a progressive awakening because really, in retrospect, I realized that everything that I experienced um, throughout my childhood growing up to present day has been uh, a journey or a lesson in trust, building trust, learning to entrust, learning to trust my intuitive um, senses. So I experienced things from like seeing those things on the side of my bed, waking up totally freaked out, um, about seeing them because it, in some part of me, it, it was like this primal visceral thing where I realized I should have been afraid, right? Like I was supposed to be afraid of these things that, that I was seeing. So I had this, this visceral fear response to everything that I was seeing, but there was another side of me that knew there was nothing to fear. Like I always had these experiences. And so seeing things on the side of my bed, um, realizing there were presences that I could not see, but I fully knew were present and would move through my house, things like that. Um, having experiences where I go outside. I had the experience, I always tell this story because it was one of the moments where I realized that I was actually being protected and guided. And so I, I my mom, by, by this time, my mom and dad had been divorced. And I spent a lot of time by myself, a lot of time by myself before my brother, because I think my brother and I were like seven years apart. So he would always be at daycare and I would come home from school and be at home by myself. So I went outside to feed my dog, go to feed my dog. And uh, where the dog's bowl was, there was a water hydrant. So I could just turn the water, the spigot on and give the dog water at the time. So I went outside to, to feed the dog, give the dog water. And when I reached down, to turn the spigot to give the dog water, well, there was a snake coiled up, ready to strike. Like I was looking dead in the, <laughs> when I looked down, all I saw was teeth. All I saw was teeth and mouth. And my hand was like this close, within an inch of the snake. And I was like, oh my God, that was my first thought. And this voice spoke that I heard. And the voice said, don't run. Just turn around and walk away. Don't run, turn around and walk away. And I did it ever so calm. The voice was so calm, said, don't run, just turn and walk away. And I didn't even think twice. I did as the voice said. It was like everything froze. The scene froze. It was like the snake, Every everything froze. Like time literally stopped and froze. And I turned. And I walked away ever so calm. I did not run. And I walked back through the gate, back into the house. And I called my mom like right away and told her what happened. So she comes running home. And by this time, um, by the time she gets home, which is at least like 30 to 45 minutes later, um, she goes out in the backyard. And by this time, the dog has killed this snake in the backyard. So it actually was a snake. But I'm sitting in the living room of our house thinking to myself, why was I not bitten? What was this voice that spoke? And 
what the heck was all of that? Like, what the heck was all that? Because it seemed like when everything froze, it was like this haze that came, this sparkly haze that came. And I just turned it and walked away and went in the house and like time froze and I was protected within that moment. And so that sparked my curiosity that lended itself to me knowing that there was more, that was there was something going on and I was being um, somehow protected. That that was a catalyzing moment for me because I realized those things. And so that kind of opened me up to being aware of other things that would subsequently um, happen. So my life built on things happening like that, random random occurrences happening like that um, through throughout my life. And so, um, yeah, it's just been a it's been a journey building on trust. And so to present day, let's let's fast forward to present day. The way I finally um, stepped into these this, I guess I would call it ownership of the intuitive aspects of myself. The way that I stepped into that fully was when the pandemic hit. Like as the pandemic was coming on, um, I was at a place in my life where I realized I had to step into who I was. It was time for me to get out of um, being who everybody wanted me to be, being who everybody wanted me to be. Because I had always done the things that I thought I was supposed to do. And by this time I was married and marriage is a great um, container wherein to learn because you're with somebody 24 seven and you're having an opportunity to see yourself in reflection. So we had gotten to a space. My husband and I have always had a great relationship, always been a great team, but we got to a space where I realized I, at first I blamed, I was the victim. I saw myself as the victim. So I saw him as throttling who I was like that, like preventing me from being fully me. But within that 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 period of conflict, I realized that I was I was letting that happen because I was savvy enough to know that life reflects you. Life life reflects the energy that you give it. So I realized that it was all me bringing this on. So I asked myself in those moments, why am I bringing this on myself? And so I opened up and I realized that I had to stop. I had to stop downplaying me. I realized that I wasn't letting Angela be who Angela was, right? I wasn't stepping fully into that. And so um, through some things that happened, I realized it was time for me to own myself. And I started exploring and I ended up connecting with a group. And I realized in connecting with this group that it was it was the thing that I was supposed to do because to that point, I had never talked about any of my experiences with anyone. I had never expressed it outside of the time when I was young and I would try to tell my mom, but she would never um, listen. But in connecting with that group, did I allow myself to hear the stories of others and eventually it didn't start right away. Eventually, I got to a place where I could share with that group and open up. And it was in the sharing of my stories that I started to validate for myself that what I was experience, 
experiencing was really real and really valid. And that lended itself to me stepping more fully into that space. And so as the pandemic came on, um, I've never been one who wanted to work from home, but I was forced to be at home. And by this time we had two kids. And so we're in the house, four of us, and in, in, in this space. And um, I, I just needed, I, I was always one who wanted to get out of the house because I just like that time to be, you know, away and by myself. And so as that pandemic came on and we were in those lockdowns, there was nowhere to go. And so I, my, my way of getting out to get some space for myself was to go outside for a walk. So I started these walks, daily walks, which initially started as a way of getting away from everybody else. Those became an opportunity for me to connect. Because what started to happen was that I would go out for walks and I never went out with the intention of like getting in exercise or getting in steps. I would go and take the longest walks that I could because I wanted the time away. So it would take me like an hour to walk a quarter mile around the park. That's how slow I would walk the park. But in the process of doing these walks every day, I started to connect with Gaia. I started to hear like I, I literally started to hear um, from Gaia. And so I realized something was happening in that space. I'm really connecting. And so those walks became rather than opportunities to get away from the noise of the house, they came, they became opportunities to really connect with nature, right? And so in addition to those walks. I added on an aspect of just sitting, sitting on the grass. So there's a big field where I would walk and I just would go and sit in the center of it and just allow myself to be and meditate. And I started to hear and sense and I would feel the pulse of the earth and start connect with all these things. And I realized something was happening, like really, really happening when I got back home and one day I sat down to automatic write because by this time I had started automatic um, doing some automatic writing. And I got a message um, from Gaia. I got a mess. I channeled a message from Gaia and I was like, OK, this this is really real. real we're, we're going somewhere. Right. So as I got into that space opened up, they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And this is how it went for me. And so people started to show up in my life, um, do some really crazy things that probably the average person would have been afraid of and would have said no to. But because I was able to hear from my guidance, I, I would always hear that voice, that same voice that spoke to me when I was young and I saw that snake, the whole that snake experience. I listened, I learned to listen to that voice and I would just surrender to that voice and it would say, yeah, just go with it. You don't have to understand it. Just go with it. So I had people who would show up to activate me, like to take me through these, um, what, what people call light language activations. I went through one of those, didn't know what it was, but after that experience or through that experience, I opened up to channeling my own codes and it really tapped into my ability to speak um, in that way, the soul's language, opened that up. And I started using that um, language 
is how it is. I didn't realize that at the time, but I started to speak that language, record myself, thinking I'm sharing these videos with the world, but really I was sharing those videos to activate uh, myself because I would listen to myself speak this light language and I started to really uncrack or deprogram myself really is what happened. And so progressing forward, more people started to show up. And uh, one person in particular, she would always just share her stories, like literally share her stories. And through her stories, my consciousness was expanded. And I realized it was what I needed when I needed because it, it, it introduced me to a whole new level of um, possibility, a, a whole new way of being um, within the world. And that just catalyzed me to a to a different level. So taking all of those things into account leads us to, to where I am now. And so in hearing my guidance, as I said before, I received that spiritual name. That spiritual name speaks to the purpose for, what, for which I am here. It is, um, and Dona stands as an amalgamation of um, syllables or referring to back to larger words. So it's a it's a segmented um, amalgamation of three different words, which when combined, they mean the portal through which wisdom and knowing are called forth, right? I'm an open channel in that way here to um, assist the human collective in this way by bringing forth wisdom to bring um, all who are ready to receive back into alignment with their true essence of self, true essence of self. This is why we're here. So yeah, I think that's that's a real consolidated, <laughs> that's a very consolidated version of um, a really long story. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. Thank you for sharing a piece of yourself um, with me and with our community. And I feel like, I mean, so many things came up for me while you were talking. So I'm going to try to conceptualize some of them. Um, so I want to talk about how does a person begin, number one, to dial into that intuition to hear that voice. So like you had, a, a you know, kind of like a traumatic experience as a child and the voice came in and you just said like automatically, I'm going to trust it. So I want to maybe talk a little bit about people who are searching for that voice. How do you have any tips or tools on how somebody can find that voice? And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about how to actually trust that voice and discern the voices. Mm. So I personally don't think it's something you have to go looking for. I don't think it's something that you find. I think it is always there. Our voice, the the voices, which is the voice of our guidance, right? Our 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 our, our higher aspect, if you want to call it that, right? That voice is always speaking. The challenge is getting yourself attuned to listen. So this takes it takes number one an openness to do so, an intention to do so, and a willingness to detach from all the things that keep you distracted because this world is full of distractions, right? And so a big piece of that is learning learning to detach, isolate yourself. Isolate yourself 
from the outside world, isolating yourself from the energies of everybody else. So I spoke on how my my parents weren't really into this thing. And so I received through my childhood, I was inundated or I guess you could say wrapped in their preconceived notions of what the world had to be, right? So I had to, at some point, detach myself from that, isolate myself from that, realize I am not my parents, I'm my own person. But in order to realize who I am as a being, I have to get in my own energy. I have to wrap myself in my own energy, separate myself from mom and dad, separate myself from everybody else whose energy is serving as a distraction for me and learn to be with myself. So my path to that really started with those walks and going out um, and connecting with Gaia and learning to meditate, sitting in stillness, allowing myself on the heels of the breath to settle within that still point, which is the center of the, the heart space, the heart center, the center of you, the center of beingness, Learning to get within that space through meditation is the way it started for me. Sitting within that space, learning to see and hear and feel from that space of stillness, letting everything go, not trying to cease thought, but really just breathing into center and getting yourself seated in that heart center. Allow myself to receive in that space. It is in that space that I learned to feel me. I learned to feel me. And then I learned from feeling me within that space, I learned to question everything. I learned to question everything. So I would sit and analyze every every response I would have to everything and ask myself, is that really me? Or is that something I've adopted from someone else? Pre, pre-programmed response, right? Here, here is an example of that. My kids, I would walk around and my kids would always go into rooms and leave lights on. They would always go and leave lights on. And I would say to them, turn those lights off, turn those lights off. Until one day I realized after my son said, why do I need to turn the light off? And I thought to myself, well, why does he need to turn the light off? Why am I always telling him to turn the lights off? That's because when I was little, my mom would always say, Turn the lights off. You're running up the electricity bill. Make sure you turn the light off when you go in another room. That wasn't even mine. Like that wasn't even my thing. It was just something that I picked up and I was passing it on to my kids without thought. So learning to feel um, what it is to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I really love that. I mean, I love everything that you just said. And, you know, while not searching for it, like you shared, it's really about what is what I took from what you were saying, removing all these layers of distraction. And, you know, that can be kind of painful. I know that even for me, and like, I know that I'm on the spiritual path, but sitting still with myself sometimes is like, the most daunting, terrifying thing, but it, but I and my spirit doesn't make me feel that way. Some other part of me makes me feel that way. That like, oh my yeah. god, I can't handle sitting in silence with just myself. I need to distract myself. I need to be engaging with something. I need to be working and doing and moving and going, and that's all like very you know in the physical instead of really dialing into that to that, uh, like that feminine intuition, that spiritual. Yeah. But, you know, meditation, it doesn't have to be 
done in that way. Really, meditation is about bringing yourself to center. So if you take a walk, that's great because you are in a space of openness to receive, even if you do it without with or without headphones, with or without music, you're allowing yourself to be inundated with nature. So you're receiving and connecting in that way, because really it's all us. Like this is just a point of focus. Everything, including the field, everything that you witness is an aspect of you just reflecting you. So learning to operate within that space of receipt, do you allow yourself to be in that 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 space? So it doesn't have to be meditation. It can be as simple as a breath getting centered, a pranic breath to bring yourself to center. That's all it takes because it, it's on the heels of that breath. Do you allow yourself just a moment? You All, all you need is just a moment to get still and receive within that still point. You get tons within that moment of stillness within that still point. So it can happen as simply as a breath, but meditation can be whatever you need it to be. It's all about bringing you into connectedness with you, with the true essence of you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So beautifully said. Okay. So I want to ask some other questions that came up for me while you were talking. And one of the main ones, and I ask lots of people this, but what does your family and your close friends think about you making this shift in your life? (laughs) That's a big, that's a big deal because for the longest, that was a challenge, but why I wouldn't why I would never mm. step into it because I felt like I would be totally ostracized, rejected, and all of these things. But what I realized is I asked myself one day the question, what price are you willing to pay? What price are you willing to pay to, <laughs> to not be you, right? Like you, you sacrificing all of you in order to make everybody around you comfortable. I'm not willing to do that because I know I've come into this life for a reason. I'm in, I'm endowed with these abilities and things that I'm able to do for a reason. If, and if I look to a please or keep everybody around me in their comfort zone, then I deny all of that that I brought into this plane to do and to be and to operate within, right? I wasn't willing to do that anymore. I got to a place where I I was no longer willing to do that. And so I decided within myself that if they were meant to be within my sphere of being, that they would be within my sphere of being. And I was willing, I was no longer attached to an outcome. I was willing to sacrifice all of that in order to own me. I got to that point, right? I don't even care. I'm here to do me, be me as authentically as I am able to hold and let the fallout fall where it may, right? That's that's the point that I got to. Now, what happened is as I started to own me, really operate in my truth, well, I didn't have to say anything to the people around me is what I realized. They started to come back to the table. The people who needed to fall away fell away, right? The people who are closest and who desired to stay, well, they found a way to be more accepting of that, right? It wasn't a question anymore. Like it's 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 almost magical how it happens. Like as you accept yourself, the world reflects that in a very literal way as you as you as you start to own you as you start to love yourself 
the world around you will reflect that. So people started to vibrate in the way that I was vibrating with myself, right? The world magically changed. So I haven't had to let people go. Nobody has ostracized me in that way. My family has been accepting of the me that I am now. It's taken them a while. You know, I have given, I've, I've learned my frustration was thinking that it had to happen overnight. But what I realized is nothing, <laughs> cruise ships don't turn on a dime. <laughs> like, like you may shift, you may shift overnight, right? But you have to give the people around you time to, to shift, to work in their own time, right? So you have to give them that space. But in giving them that space and realizing that your vibration speaks volumes to the world that you witness, then you realize that everything will start to follow suit. So you don't have to be worried about losing anything or losing anyone because you never really lose anything or anyone anyway. It's all part of the oneness, right? It 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 really takes care of itself as you learn to take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I also had a very similar experience where it, the people in my life that were in my life before my transformative experience, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, I found all, I found out all this information. I've been downloaded, like, you know, speaking a sort of spiritual language. And the people in my life were like, wow, I came across the same sort of information. And I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But it really, for me, that solidifies that concept that everybody truly is a mirror. If I'm yes. the projector, and then the people, obviously, if my, if the film inside my mind changes, and the projections out of my eyes will also change as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The world, the world is your mirror. I think that's a big that's a, yeah, that's a big concept for people to um, understand. That's a big pill to swallow because it puts the onus on you, right? It puts the responsibility on you to be who you've come here to be, to no longer be the victim, to realize that you're creating it all by virtue of your own vibrational stance, by your own thoughts, because your thoughts dictate your world, right? Your thoughts literally form your world. Your world cannot extend beyond the bounds of your own belief, right? So the world is responding to you. So you want to fix something, you have to understand where that belief, that misperception of self lies within, within you, right? Yeah. Yeah, such a huge, gigantic, big concept. And yeah, taking ownership over your reality. Some people, you know, don't want that, especially when people look way, way outer in reality. Like I come across, you know, situations in my life where I have people in my life that only see the suffering and the sadness and they focus on all of these kinds of things where for me, my life is much more kind of like shrunk down. Like my universe is my universe and I'm not too consumed with the illusion around me. Um, and but that that might be where they're supposed to be on their path. Like perhaps they need to be confronted and and be in the mindset of that. Like I don't know. Everybody has spiritual autonomy. I don't I don't know why, why people you know sign up to learn certain things. That kind of leads me into the next thing that I wanted to ask you about. Um, because you, I mean, like when I listen to you talk, number one, I hear serenity, I hear peace, and I hear purpose and confidence in all of that encapsulated, which is such a beautiful place to be. And it's super inspiring just to kind of be in that, in the presence of that energy. And so I'm curious about 
what are some of your conceptions around what are we doing here? Like you feel very uh, aligned with what your purpose is right now and what you're doing here. What do you think? And this is also like a gigantic question. Let's see if we can shrink <laughs> it into something kind of digestible. But do you feel like each person has a purpose, that humanity has a purpose? <laughs> okay. I, I feel like each of us, each of us individually, individually. Okay. So we are individuated expressions of the source here to experience this physical plane in the way that is unique to each of us. We each bring our own unique frequency to this physical space, right? And so in that vein, we have something here that we can do unlike anybody else. We're here to bring and embody that fully, most authentically, the, in the most soul aligned way that we are able to hold. So there is a individuated um, purpose or goal that, or something that we have come here to hold and embody that frequency that we've come to hold. Collectively, I believe as we each do that on an individual level, we ultimately do it in a collective way, right? We have, it's like a, it's like a, uh, an orchestra or a symphony. We're all here to play our own unique um, tunes. Isolated, it may sound okay, right? But it's in the Congress of the whole that it creates the beautiful masterpiece, right? I believe that's how we're here um, to operate. So that's that's a way of simplifying complex questions <laughs> down to a, a really uh, a way that the mind can uh, comprehend. That's that's how I believe it's here to work. It's like a tapestry. Every, every being is a thread within that tapestry. If you zoom in on it, all you can see is a single thread or a piece. You might see some dust in there or something like that, right? But as you zoom out, then you see the whole and the beautiful masterpiece because they're all different colored threads. We all lend in ourselves to the design of that thing in a different way, but we're here to create something beautiful um, collectively in that way. So I think that's how it lends itself. But ultimately on a collective scale, we're here to elevate um, the, the human collective consciousness. We're here to, to lift that and embody that. But the only way to do that is to embody your truest, most authentic um, soul aligned self within this physical space. As we each do that, do we raise uh, the collective vibration of the whole yeah wow you know what i really like that you just said soul aligned yeah that's because i was just thinking well what if somebody's purpose is to be hateful and and you know like i'm thinking like all these other things you know like how do we rationalize that but you just said it with those two words soul aligned what do those words mean to you soul aligned you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. You are a soul in form. We get it so conf- <laughs> like, like this thing is not hard. Like uh, you know, the human mind has a tendency to make things so complex and so difficult with this tendency to want to separate and compartmentalize for the lo- sake of the logical mind. But really, we are souls in form. This is just the vessel by which we are here um, to move. And so soul aligned means I am operating with the perspective and the realization that I am a soul. I am the soul 
which animates this physical body. Right. Okay. Rika, my shoulder, my shoulder, my shoulder, my shoulder. Okay. Ah, my soul aspect is, is, will speak from time to time. And that's what gets reflected as what, what people call light language, right? I can shift my awareness to that, that perspective, right? And realize that I am animating this vessel. This vessel is just, it, it is literally that, just the vessel, the interface, the, the way that I am as a soul able to interface with the physical plane. That is what it means to be soul aligned. You are realizing that the, the vessel itself is not the captain of the ship. The vessel itself is not in control of, it can, it can be, it can operate under that perception. But in order to be soul aligned, it is not in control of what we do within this physical space or what we seek to experience within this space. Operating in, in a soul aligned way, um, what do I want to say? Operating within a soul aligned way is the body's way of acquiescing control to the soul, if that makes sense, right? Yes. Acquiescing the, the, the directives to the soul. So realizing that I'm just the channel. I'm just the, the funnel, the vessel. The, this physical vessel is just the channel, but the soul is guiding um, the ship. So, so in this way, you don't have to prepare for things. The, the goal is to show up present. So you don't even have to prepare. Okay. So <laughs> you don't even have to have to prepare for anything because you realize if you are able to show up fully present within the now, that everything is given within the now. I don't need to worry about the future or worry about the past. I don't need to worry about what questions Betty is going to ask, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm going to show up as fully present, as much of my soul essence as this vessel is able to hold, fully present, realizing that whatever is needed within the moment will be given within the moment. I don't have to worry about what words I'm going to say, what words I'm going to use to communicate the sentiment that I desire to communicate within any given moment, I realize, yeah, that everything is being given as it is needed, as it is summoned forth, as it is drawn forth and needed within um, the moment to communicate in the way that we desire to communicate. That's what I believe Soul Aligned is. And as you operate within that space, you get to that, you get to this awareness where there is no longer a veil the, the only veil that exists is your ability to physically see, but my guides are here as real as, as I don't know what, because they're speaking and I'm like, they're, they're right here, right? That's that's what it is for me in my uh, perception to be so aligned. I love that. That's so beautiful. Do you offer any sort of services to assist people in sort of removing those blocks so that they can have access to their guides that's so they can be able to perceive them the same way that you do yeah, I do I do I do um anybody can contact me for a section a session I'm really uh open and available in that way I really 
I, I say um, I do whatever is necessary. I don't put a label on many things. I don't I don't label any things because I really feel like that creates this preconceived uh, perception of what it must be. And it can kind of containerize this thing. I really work with people on the individual level. What I do from one person to the next is really not a cookie cutter type of thing. It's what meets the needs of the person within that particular moment. So I really work in a shamanic way. And that in that sense, yeah. So I've had a lot of people say when they come, they feel like they are sitting with a group of elders, like <laughs> around a group of elders, because that's kind of how it how it ultimately starts to work. But we use a lot of that. I call it I don't call it light language because I feel like it's more than that, because it speaks to all aspects of us. And we kind of have the tendency to get hung up on verbiage. It's more than light. It, it's speaking to all aspects, the light and dark. Being in physical form, we are not just here to be light. We are here to hold the balance, the harmony of light and dark within this space. It's, that's what oneness is. The light and dark, the dark is really the feminine. The light is the masculine, bringing them together to work in a unified, harmonic way. That's what I'm here to, 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 that's how I'm here to operate. That's what I'm here to help people um, understand. So I call it the somatic language of divine frequency, which is, which I feel is much more accurate because that's what it is. It's here to, to, as a sound, as sound frequency, divine frequency, to go into resonance with the soul, to bring the physical back into alignment with this soul aligned essence. Yes. Yeah. That so thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. I feel like that's such a huge important part of understanding the spiritual journey and all yeah. aspects of healing as well. It's not just about light and love. We're here to be in balance and we're right. here for the dual experience. If we wanted right. to just be light, we would have just stayed home. We would have right. never left. We're not here for that. We're here for something else. I really love that. I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much for your openness and all of your wisdom. And I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together today. Um, no, you know, I'm, I'm really open. If anybody who hears this, if they desire to reach out, I'm sure you have the, the links posted. Feel free to re reach out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really flexible and, um, what you see, what you see is really what you get. I really feel like this is kind of all over the place type conversation, but um, there's so much more to be shared. And there's so much um, that we're each here to bring as we allow ourselves to operate. This is what we want to say to close, to operate within our authenticity. Allow yourself, give yourself permission, give yourself the freedom to discover what it is to be you what it is to be you. Allow yourself that free time to isolate, to let go of mom and dad, husbands and kids, all that stuff, to find a space where you can just be with yourself so that you can learn to see, hear, feel, and know what it is to be you so that you can know your frequency and gain confidence in holding your frequency and realizing this, this is a critical thing. What you do will not look like everybody else's thing, right? What you do is not supposed to look like everybody else's thing. There may be some similarities, but what you are here to do is unique to you. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. We're each here holding our unique perspective, bringing our 
own unique frequency. And as um, owners of our facet of the diamond of creation, that is, we each hold a unique perspective. If, if this was the sun, we would all have a different perspective of that, right? That's how it's supposed to be. As we're able to collaborate as we, as we allow ourselves to collaborate with one another, then we get an expanded view of that thing, right? Of that thing. But we're each here, it's necessary for us to, to own and embody our facet so that others might have access to that as well in addition to their facet. I love collaborating. I don't think any of us is here to operate in a silo because you keep yourself in one perspective, right? But as you collaborate with others, bring their uh, gifts to the table, bring their perspectives to the table, are you able to speak and see a wider version of the whole? And I think at being on the leading edge of creation, we are literally the leading edge of the feedback loop that is creation, right? So we are receiving the information from source, living it out in physical form, and then sending back all of that experience that has been gained back to the source, only to get it back again in a new way so that we can process it from an entirely new perspective. It is the Taurus lived out. We are the Taurus field being lived out, an incessant feedback loop. But at the base of that, it is discovering who you truly are and having the courage to live that out beyond societal standards. What everybody has told you must be, what society has said you must be, what your parents have said you have to be in order to make them happy. It's not about any of that stuff, putting that stuff aside, giving yourself the freedom, giving yourself permission to be you as fully and as authentically soul aligned as you are able to hold with every breath. Yes. So beautifully said. Thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I didn't feel like it was all over the place. I was with you the whole time. I'm sure everybody watching will feel the same way. Your links will be in the liner notes right below us. So feel free to reach out and connect. And yeah, just again, thank you for your service to our community today. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's 222 where I am. I just wanted to put that out there. So perfect. Good stuff. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you.